baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. A few minutes after 7 now on the 19th day of January. And it feels like it out there. It's January. A little snow overnight. It's uh, cold. About to, what, 12 degrees outside? What's the temperature? Yeah, they're showing 12 up on the TV right now. So uh, everybody's in snow mode. And you just take it easy. Sue Thomas is going to have your lengthy list of uh, traffic problems coming up here Shortly. We'll get that covered for you, I promise. Hey, I had a great night last night. I mentioned this a little earlier in the show, though. Got to run into Chris Pronger when I was out at uh, a Lit Cigar in Chesterfield last night. You know, we had Michael Chandler, the UFC star, on the show yesterday in the 8 o'clock hour. If you missed that, you can listen to it on demand. Grew up in High Ridge, went to Northwest High School, came an All-American at Mizzou as a wrestler, went into uh, mixed martial arts, and has just... Been had a great career so far, and he's about to have a huge fight. He was out there last night promoting a, a tequila brand that he's part of, Hiatus. And uh, I went out to say hello and took my kid out there because he and his buddy wanted to meet Michael Chandler. And there, and uh, I, I ran into Chris Pronger, of all people, who was out there as well, who's got his own bur- his own whiskey brand, and I got to try a drink of that. And just missed Kim St. Ange's dad, who tells me that he was going to go out there, but instead he went to that that uh, Francis House school board meeting last night. Yeah, they're in that district, and good. he's been trying to stay up on what's going on there. Good for him. I'm g- glad to see d- d- people staying involved in the community, particularly your dad. He tried to speak, but he said there was such a high demand for people to be able to speak. He said the whole room was packed. He said Not it was a sure. big room. He guessed maybe 250 people. Wow. And just, you know, the majority of them are sadly the, the people who are all basically... BLM. Yeah, I'm sure they you were know, angry. They're the over loudest. The changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk more about that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I did post some pictures from uh, that event last night up on the Facebook page there. If you're following us on Facebook or you have signed into the live feed this morning, uh, we're also on Twitter. If you want to watch it there, you can listen on the Odyssey app. Uh, however you get there, we appreciate it. Coming up, we'll talk to Ken Gontars from Francis Howe Families, maybe a little bit more about that school board meeting last night. Plus, they have an opportunity tonight for you to meet two of their new school board candidates who are going to be running in April. And uh, Kim St. Ange is going to be out there emceeing that event in St. Charles County tonight. We'll have details about 735. First, though, here's our shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. As your president, I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. You know about that? Good for you, uh, Donald Trump, uh, promising to get rid of that because uh, there are a lot of people in the Biden administration that are trying to move in that direction where you don't have cash in the bank. You just have digital money in the bank. What is that even going to mean? Joe Biden did something I never thought would be possible. He made me miss Barack Obama. (laughs) There's an article in the New York Post today that suggests Michelle Obama may be ramping up to step in and take over as the Democratic nominee. Is that scary or what? The first thing that will strike you as remarkable is just how utterly 
unconcerned both the Metro PD and the Secret Service are. What do you what do you remember the most about January 6th, right? Uh, well, the Democrats will tell you it's because of the mega Republicans who were on the Capitol grounds. What about the guy that set pipe bombs outside of the DNC headquarters? They've never even found the guy. And now there's some new footage out there that is uh, really pretty alarming. The only way they're going to put these courses back is if they water down and whitewash black history because they don't want people to know the real disparities that black people have gone through. Yeah, that is a that is an all-knowing uh, 17-year-old in the Francis Howell School District last night uh, out protesting, I should say, yesterday in front of the school. Hundreds of kids walked out uh, not getting educated. I guess at that point, Kim, were they unhoused? They were unhoused. Hopefully not undressed like we were talking about earlier, I, I but know. unhoused. I, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they, left the, they left the building, the classroom, where they could have been learning something instead to go out and complain about the fact that they didn't get to learn the wrong things in this uh, literature class, this, this black history class, I should say, that had been put together uh, using um, a Southern Poverty Law Center curriculum. Mm-hmm. That school board stepped up and said, no, we're not putting up with this. Uh, we'll rewrite the curriculum. You can still take the courses. It will reflect the truth and not some made-up theory by by a, a professor in New York. Mm-hmm. The, the, we're not doing that. So the, the, the and they're mad, but they're not going to be able to change it. And you know why? Because you got some common sense people on the school board. Same thing in Wentzville. Kim's been reporting the story this morning. Uh, they passed by a vote of five to two last night and new rules that go into effect April 3rd. And it's just has common sense painted all over it. it here it is. Here's, here's the controversial new program. Just so you know, just per- steal yourself for this. It will require students faculty, and any person inside a district school building to use restrooms and locker rooms based on an individual's reproductive biology at birth. So if you were born with a uterus, you're going to use the girl's room. That, that, that's the kind of common sense we've needed in this for a long time. There are individual bathrooms that where the doors locked that you can go in if you're one of the one one hundredth a percent of the school district in Wentzville that feels the need to do that instead of putting the other 99.98% of people out. I do wonder how they're going to enforce this because it's going to be a matter of other students telling an administrator if they see somebody who's a biological woman or girl trying to use the boys' bathroom. See something, say something. You you have to because otherwise how would it be enforced? Right. Well, I suspect that somebody will. I mean, particularly if a girl is in her locker room and a guy comes in to change who identifies as a girl but still has a dangling participle, then that news is going to get out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that that's what this is designed to avoid. Lock and not just bathrooms, locker rooms and everything else. So you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, Two of the board members voted against it. Because they they stick with the superintendent out there. Maybe it's time for a new superintendent in the Wentzville School District as well, if this is their attitude. Um, but they did delay the in the the the, the proposal, the, the rule they passed, they delayed until April to allow district administrators to meet with the one one hundredth percent of the population that identifies as transgender to inform them that they're going to have to go to a single stall bathroom somewhere 
when they need to go. The reason why I think that group is so or getting so loud is I thought I remember seeing some statistic not that long ago that said that 20 percent of kids who would be high school aged identified as part of the LGBTQIA community. Like that is a fast growing. Group. That is social contagion. Is exactly. What that is. that, that it's, it, I mean, really, it's it's cool. If you don't fit in, that's a way that you can be built up. You're kind of put on a pedestal in some ways. I feel sad for those kids who are struggling with mental illness and that's kind of what they turn to. I, I There's a lot. There's a lot to that. Yeah, th- this is a, a full accommodation is what this policy is. Transgender students will be able to use single stall bathrooms and locker rooms where available in their particular school buildings, according to the enacted policy. Um, and uh, d- good for them. Uh, and and I'm and hopefully in the next election, they, they add some more common sense to the school board, as they will in Francis Howell. I mentioned we'll talk to Francis Howell family's uh, president, Ken Gontars, at the bottom of the hour because Kim is going out tonight uh, to, uh, to MC an event where they're going to introduce their two newest uh, candidates. Uh, yeah. Out at Arrowhead Building Supply, I believe, mm-hmm. in St. Charles County. So we'll get details from Ken at the bottom of the hour on what's going on in Francis Howell as well. Up next, uh, Victoria Coates sitting in for uh, J.J. Carafano today. We're going to talk about what's going on in the uh, Middle East and maybe with um, the Secretary of Defense, who's really trying to keep a low profile these days. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. You know, we've been def- with all of the election stuff going on with uh, in Iowa now, New Hampshire. We're waiting on that. Of course, some things get lost in the background. Number one, uh, the fact that there is still war being waged uh, in Israel, uh, attacking these terrorists that are hiding in Gaza, and in the meantime, you've got Iran-backed rebels, these Houthi rebels, firing on merchant ships and and warships. Out in the Gulf. I mean, it's it's just it's insane. We finally started to strike back, but this is a there's a lot of backstory here on what's going on over there. We're fortunate enough to have a Victoria Coates with us right now. She's with the Heritage Foundation, a national security and foreign policy expert. Uh, and Victoria, welcome back to the show. How are you, Mark? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. I, I was just stunned earlier this week to find out that just this week the Biden administration saw fit to put the Houthis back on a terrorist watch list. Yeah, this has been really a sort of theater of the absurd for the last three years. Uh, The president took them off both the foreign terrorist organization list and the specially designated global terrorism list. They're two distinct designations. Took them both off because we had put them on uh, in March of 21. And the thought then was that the Houthi would start to become more reasonable. They would be happy about this and that they could get to some kind of both a peace deal between the Houthi and Saudis and some nuclear deal with the Iranians who are the ones who are bankrolling and and training and equipping the Houthi. And what it led to was just an explosion of terrorism. The Houthi, the Iranians who were getting more income from, uh, oil exports, sent them more weapons, which they used to attack the uh, 
Saudi the Emiratis, and then ultimately to go on this spree against commercial shipping uh, going up toward through the Red Sea towards the Suez Canal. Uh, and, you know, finally, uh, I guess they had gone too far, and the president put them back on the specially designated global terrorist list. Doesn't it all get back to us continuing to allow money to flow into Iran, and that money has been turned right around and, and fed to terrorists that they support uh, everywhere, uh, all throughout the Middle East. No, you've really put your finger on it, Mark, and that's where the distinction between these two designations is important, because when you put an organization on the foreign terrorist organization list, then you can level sanctions on everybody who provides them material support. We had a guy from New Jersey last month who decided that he didn't like uh, what was going on in uh, Gaza. So in the logic of his brain, he decided to go to Africa and join one of the terrorist groups there to wage jihad against the United States. But that group is on the FTO. So our, our guys were able to scoop him up and bring him back here, and they charged him on one account of material support for terrorism. So if he, at that point, if he had gone and joined the Houthi and joined them in shooting off rockets at an American military vessel, they wouldn't have had that authority uh, to interdict him. So it, that's why that distinction is important. And the other thing it would allow you to do is go after Iranian money. Uh, and you know, the Biden administration are not enforcing sanctions on the Iranians. So they're now just awash in oil money. They're selling it mostly to the Chinese at a discounted rate. So that's nice for the Chinese. But it's horrible for the region because they're arming everyone from Hamas to Hezbollah to the Houthis. Yeah, it's, it's sad. We're talking to Victoria Coates. I want to give people a little bit of your background here. You worked as a deputy assistant to the president under President Trump. Deputy National Security Advisor for the Middle East, uh, and you you were part of the effort to initiate the negotiations for the Abraham Accords. Think what a different world we would live in today if Donald Trump and his policies were still in effect. You wouldn't have the Houthis would have always been on the terrorist watch list. Iran would not have gotten the money it used to fund all of this. There's a very good chance what happened on October 7th wouldn't have happened. No, and I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, and mistakes happen, but I mean, I've talked to my former Israeli counterparts about what happened on October 7th, and because we were so closely lashed up and in constant contact, uh, I, we would have at least had a shot to catch it. And, you know, I think that is what's such a, a glaring contrast in policy is what I hope all Americans, as we go into what is promising to be a completely insane election year. Uh, but I really want, I mean, from, from a heritage perspective, what we want to do is draw that, that contrast. You know, you can, you can see what happened after four years of Trump, and you can see what has happened now after three years of Biden in the world. And, you know, these aren't, unfortunately, distant, remote things. They're not abstracts. What's happening in the Red Sea right this minute is going to impact our prices at the pump next week. Uh, it's going to impact, impact our prices at the grocery store next week. We can all remember back to 21 when that commercial vessel got stuck in the Suez just by accident. It happened, right. and we had we had supply chain snarls for months. Now this has been going on since December, and there's no sign of abatement. So as those 
as those problems and disruptions start to manifest, this is going to be a domestic problem for the United States. Victoria, this is Kim. We're so focused on the lack of border control under the Biden administration, as we should be. I think that should be our priority. But it's easy, at least for me, to often forget how terrible things have been under his leadership in the Middle East. And like you said, even how it could affect us at the gas pump. Hi, Kim. Yeah, no, it's 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 really terrible. And, and I, I would see these things as a piece. You know, this administration sees things in a highly ideological sort of aspirational way. This is the way they want things to be. They want there to be open migration into the United States because they think that is our duty to to not enforce our own laws and not protect our own sovereignty. They don't believe in sovereignty. Uh, and And so it's that kind of unrealistic attitude. You know, they think they can make the Iranians reasonable and partners for peace. You know, the reality is we have Iranians. We have Hezbollah agents coming through that open border because they know they can. We had intelligence reports two weeks ago that Hezbollah was working on a plot in the United States. They've tried before. They haven't been successful, thank God. But, you know, it's going to take one lucky day for them. And they know they can do this. So we have no idea who's actually here. So I would see those things as related. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And let's let's pray nothing nothing tragic happens as a result of that lack of security down there. Victoria Coates, we always appreciate your time. Thank you. Take care, guys. You bet. Heritage.org. Uh, you can find out more about uh, Victoria's work there with Heritage. Coming up, what's going on at Francis Howell? They had a walkout yesterday, but the students upset over getting rid of some curriculum written by the Southern Poverty Law Center. We're going to talk it over with Ken Gontars, head of Francis Howe Families, when we come back. What the curriculum did was convince the kids that they they could they are victims, that they um, have been discriminated against. And not- that is school board uh, member Jane Puskar out in the Francis Howe School District talking about the controversy there over changing the curriculum in the uh, black history courses. Uh, first, they canceled them all together. Then they decided they'd let it happen, but they're going to rewrite the curriculum. That led to some walkouts yesterday. And we've got to Ken Gontars on the phone with us now, uh, head of the Francis Howell Families uh, Group. And Ken, how are you? Mark, good morning. Kim, good morning. Thank you guys so much for what you guys do for the community. Well, what a you- great Oh, you bet. I was going to say, I know that uh, some of the TV stations sought you out yesterday for comment on this, didn't they? They did. Uh, We met with Channel 4, with Channel 5. And you know what, Mark? I asked them that before we had the interview, just give me 10 minutes of your time. Let me show you what the objections, how we defend, what what the policies that we want want to rewrite. And after we sat down with Carolyn Hecker and and with Justina, they got it. We showed them a 10-minute clip I showed them five one-minute videos, and they got, they understood it was getting through the objections that we have. We're not against black history, black literature. We're against the CRT component of those courses. That's all there is to it. We're still going to teach black history. We're going to teach black literature, but we're getting away from the social justice CRT components by the Southern Poverty Law Center. It's as simple as that. I mean, that's great that they're receptive to that because so often you turn on local news and it's just clearly slanted. So that's that's encouraging to hear that they seem receptive to at least hear you out. Hey, get a load of this. My phone, my emails, Francis Howell Family's website lit up like a Christmas tree yesterday. We raised more money in five hours. 
Get a load of this. You're sitting down. Yeah. We raised <laughs> close to six thousand dollars yesterday. Wow. Wow. Because $6, of the attention this brought. Yes. The community is saying, you know what? We support you guys. We want common sense, reasonable education, and we're supporting you. It, it was phenomenal. Six thousand dollars in five hours. That's amazing. And what's cool, Ken? My so my dad was at the meeting last night. Um, for uh, the I saw him. Meeting. He was sitting right in front of me. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So I mean, he said it was packed. He guessed maybe two hundred or so people, and he said, "Yeah, you know, the majority of the people, if he had to guess, were more of like the the." pro you know blm type stuff students, but but students. right the students but i mean that that money that you raised to me shows that there is seriously i mean there's so many more people that are supporting what you're doing than are showing up at the meeting so if you're just at the meetings you might think oh well that that crowd is clearly in the majority but not necessarily they're just the ones who are louder right now at those meetings listen our two candidates yesterday adriana coon and sam young adriana coon sam young those are your candidates april 2nd they spoke yesterday, and they were poised, they were factual, and they hit it home. They hit grand slams. They did a great, great job last night for us. Well, I mean, and just more evidence of why you need – why these April elections are so important. Ken, you and I have worked together on this for a couple of years now. We've done our best to try to draw attention to the importance of it. Now you're seeing that uh, in, in action because, you know, if it wasn't for the members of the school board there out in Wentzville – uh, these superintendents uh, and and their their curriculum that they accept from places like the Southern Poverty Law Center would still be ingrained in our curriculum, and there'd be nothing parents could do about it. Wasn't that a great story last night? A doubleheader. Once yes. we have the Winsville School Board five two on common sense bathroom safety protection policies. It's as simple as that. And the same thing in the Francis in the Francis Howell School District. We're moving also forward with our bathroom resolution policy as well. This yeah. also speaks to the importance of these, I say smaller elections, but the school board elections, I think some people are like, I don't need to vote in that. But look what they're able to do if you get the right people in those spots. Listen, we have such a, a triumvirate of, of people against us right now. We've got a pack. We've got the Ted House pack. We've got the, the local NEA, which is all firing on all four cylinders to fight against our candidates. Come out and support us. We need your support. They are launching a massive uh, beachhead against us this year. Come out and support our candidates tonight, if you would. Yeah. Well, if, if for no other reason, just to meet Kim St. Ange. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Kim was, yeah. <laughs> Kim's going to be spending that tonight. We're looking so forward to that, Kim. I'm looking forward to being there and, and meeting the candidates, too. I have not yet had a chance to meet them myself. Hey, we've got a, a, a name for you that when I talked last time, Kim the Pistol St. Ange. <laughs> <That's the gal. laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, hey uh, not only do we have a meet and greet at Arrowhead tonight, but the Wentzville folks also have a meet and greet this Sunday at Friendship Brewery. It's from 4 to 6 p.m. Go out there and support these guys. You can't believe how many arrows in the neck, how many hatchets in the back that our school board members take from these from these loud uh uh, uh, minority, not minority, but the but the lesser numbers of of these people. They're loud. They're vocal. They are just man. They just make it miserable for our school board candidates. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. Well, thanks for all you do because you've proven time and again that with the and I know you've you've passed along the blueprint to some other folks along the way. But if you work hard and you're organized and you're knocking on enough doors, you can make things happen. 
It works, man. It really does. I mean, come on and support our candidates tonight and, and uh, support the Wentzville candidates on Sunday. We need your support. We need your, your cash. The, uh, the opposition is launching a, a major uh, offensive against us. Let's show them what this community can do. Yeah. Well, Ken, you know, you mentioned that uh, the Francis Howe is also looking at the the uh, the bathroom policy. Um, I, I to, to me, what they did in Wentzville, it just makes perfect sense. They're still going to accommodate somebody who wants a single-use bathroom, a single stall, but that's such a small percentage of the people in these schools. It would have been bedlam to do it any other way. Mark, we have people in our community that are willing to sue the school board for millions so that a handful, a little handful of people can go out there and have the biological girls using boys' bathrooms and boys using gas. It's, it's, it's idiocy. And we are accommodating these people. It's not that we are excluding them. We are making provisions for them. We are bending over backwards to help these people. But you know what? It's either their way or the highway. It's, I mean, they, are, they do not want to compromise. Yeah. yeah. They care more about their social justice policies than the privacy of the other students there, the majority of the students. Yeah. yeah hey, uh, listen, yesterday there was a walkout at, at Francis Howell uh, at the three schools. I was, at, I was at Central, and there were probably 30 to 35 kids that were outside at, uh, at Francis Howell, the same, 30 to 35. But at Francis Howell North, there were maybe 100 people or so. And it was orderly. It was well-behaved. Let them let them up protest. Uh, but overall, I would say that the message to our uh, community is that they want common sense, reasonable education. Yeah, uh, very true. Well, hopefully you get a good turnout tonight there at Arrowhead Building Supply. Again, gets underway at what time? 7? Yeah, 6.30. 6.30. I'll see you there tonight, Ken. At six. Oh, Kim, I can't wait to have you. Thank you guys so much for what you do. You guys are fantastic. Go, Adriana. Go, Sam Young. <laughs> Ken Gontar is there, president of the Francis Howe Families. Uh, FrancisHowFamilies.org is how you can find out uh, more details. Kim saying, are we to say Kim? The Pistol St. <laughs> that's what he said. I'll take it. Expect that that's how you're going to get introduced tonight. I totally uh, by expect Ken. that. I, I would fully expect that. That's great. Coming up in the next hour, we've talked a lot about the abortion initiative petition. All the news yesterday was talking about the fact that they're finally out there collecting signatures to try to ensconce this into the Missouri Constitution. There is a group that plans to fight back now, and I'm so glad to hear this. It's called Missouri Stands with Women. We're going to talk to Stephanie Bell about that at 8.20. Back in a minute. The one thing that struck me for certain is that Nikki Haley uh, is from the wing of the party that's the opposite of everything I believe in. This is sort of the, the McConnell, McCain, the McConnell, Dick Cheney wing that says deficits don't matter yep. and that the border of Ukraine is more important than the southern border of the United States. They're willing to send money overseas. They're willing to involve us in foreign wars but they're not really willing to do anything about the millions of people coming across the border. So I fear the candidacy of Nikki Haley, and I think it would be, she would be someone who would come in and immediately work with the Democrats to allow their agenda to go through, yeah. and I think that would be bad for America. So I'm a yeah. Never Nikki. If people go to nevernikki.net, they can express their opinion. <laughs> Rand Paul going sideways on uh, Nikki Haley again, and what's going on in New Hampshire? I, I I don't know. Again, I'm I'm in the Never Nikki camp for the primary. Heaven forbid she would end up being the, the candidate. 
if something, some weird string of events was to happen. I'm going to play something for you now. This is the this is the quality of questions that Nikki Haley is getting. Last night she was on a CNN town hall, and um, this is what Jake Tapper asked her. Listen, you know I, what I love Hold about on. her. She she she's already into the question here. The question from the audience was, "Why do you admire Joan Jett so much?" You know who Joan Jett is, right? No. Should I? Okay. Carl, Carl is going to play a primer for you here so you will understand who Joan Jett is. She was a 1980s rocker, and when you hear the song, I'm sure you will immediately know what we're talking about. You ready, Carl? Yep. All right, here we go. Oh, this is her? Okay, yeah, yeah I know this song. All right, here's what she said as we play that in the background. You know, I, what I love about her is... Here she was, she was one of the first rockers, like true rockers. And the industry didn't like the way she looked, didn't like the way she acted. They didn't look at the talent. They just automatically pushed her aside for things that she, that were just who she was. And she never gave up and she kept pushing and she kept pushing no matter how much they discounted her and made it like she was never going to make it. To the point that they're selling albums out of the trunk of her car. And finally, when no record company would sign her, she and her agent came out with their own record label. And that was the one that had the songs like I Love Rock and Roll, Crimson and Clover, Bad Reputation. All these songs came out because of it. And when she got into the you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like what a lesson that is, right? That don't all your life. But the fact that she persisted, the fact that she continued to go forward, and the fact that she just was a badass. I love every <laughs> bit of that. I do. So that's her. You can see what she's, the parallel she's drawn there. Nobody believes in her. She's mm-hmm. going to keep, she's going to sell votes out of the back of her car. Yeah, picked I mean, her she apart kinda, for every little thing. Yeah. yeah. But she triumphs. <laughs> they showed a picture of her with Joan Jett during the interview last night on CNN. Now I have to Google Joan because that's what she's interested in. Because you know she was the had her hair spiked and had the short dark hair and wore the leather jackets and all that. Now I lived through that time. In fact, my garage band in high school played that song. Uh, I love rock and roll from Joan Jett. I don't remember her having such the hard time that that Nikki Haley's talking about. But clearly, maybe Joan Jett wrote a memoir and and detailed that. Did you know that, Carl? I know she was in the Runaways first, yeah, so yeah. she actually had success as a young. She age. had some early success. But uh, when as, she went as a solo, she had to do Blackheart Records rather than be on a major label. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, DeSantis is getting a little perturbed that they keep asking him why Nikki is doing so well in New Hampshire. If you if you heard this, are yet. you surprised that Nikki Haley is doing so well in? New Hampshire? She's not doing that well. You trust me. <laughs> she 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 got media attention, then she got scrutiny. Uh, she cannot beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire, and she definitely can't beat him in her home state of South Carolina. I just don't think that you can look at the numbers that come out of this primary on Monday in New Hampshire and be like, yeah, that is an accurate picture of how people would vote for a general election. It's just not. All these people are going to vote for Nikki Haley simply because they do not want Donald Trump. I feel strongly about that. I think that's why I think that's the vote. And and again, you know, New Hampshire 
who said that earlier that said New Hampshire, they pick corn and in New Hampshire. No, in Iowa, they pick corn. New Hampshire, we pick presidents. Pick, yeah, yeah. Really? Who, what, who did say that? Uh, that that Alexis was Alexis McAdams, McAdams oh, okay. we had on from Fox yeah. earlier. Um, I, I don't know that that saying is necessarily true, but it may be true in this case because they're going to they're going to there's Donald Trump 17 points up in New Hampshire this morning mm -hmm. based on the latest polling as Alexis McAdams reported it to us earlier. So if you missed that, uh, I'll get back to my earlier point. This is over, folks. Even even if, if Nikki Haley comes in second in Iowa, she's still going to or uh, New Hampshire, she's still going to claim it's a two person race. She's going to go to her home state in South Carolina in a week or two, and she's going to get her butt handed to her in her own home state where Donald Trump's up overwhelmingly. And then we're going to get to um, Super Tuesday in the South, and he's going to dominate all of those states down there. Yeah. So I I'm not even quite sure. She she's clearly hanging around on the hopes that. Some legal problem trips him up, and then she'll come swooping in out of nowhere with her little handful of delegates and say, "Well, I was second, so uh, we'll, we'll see. that's got to be what she's hanging her hat on at this point." She and Joan Jett, maybe Joan Jett will console her when when she loses in New Hampshire. Next Write a week. song about it. Yeah, she could, don't you think, Carl? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we'll get to a, we're going to get to a break here for news at the top of the hour for the network news. Coming up uh, in the next hour, we're going to get to Stephanie Bell. Spokesperson for Missouri Stands with Women. They are organizing to fight this initiative petition if it makes it onto the ballot for November. That would put abortion in the Missouri Constitution. I'm thrilled there's somebody out there organizing and fighting back. We're going to talk to Stephanie about 820. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 